Goff's three minutes. Your story. Cause knowledge is. Rain makes grass grow. Grass feeds cows. Cows make milk. Milk makes butter. Butter is good. But what happens if you have too much rain that won't let grass grow to feed the cows to make the milk that makes the butter that is good? We don't have to look too far back to get an idea. Norway, 2011. In the summer of 2011, Norway experienced terrible weather. Heavy rains caused poor grass growth and with that came a poor supply of milk from Norway's dairy cows. As fall turned to winter, Norway found itself running low on this golden deliciousness as the Christmas season neared, a high demand period. A perfect storm was brewing as the low-carb, high-fat diet craze hit Europe, driving an even higher demand for butter. Demand in the fall of 2011 in Norway, for example, rose 30%, while at the same time cows produced 20 million liters, or 5.3 million gallons, less milk than usual. Now, for the sake of my American listeners, I've converted the rest of the figures in this story to standard measurements in American dollars. In most any other country, this would not be a big deal. But you see, Norway is unique. Norway's dairy production is run by a nationwide agricultural cooperative known as Tyne. Tyne, named for the traditional Norwegian wooden box used to keep butter fresh, consists of around 15,000 dairy farmers in Norway, and due to a legislation put into effect following World War II to protect small farms, they have a domestic monopoly and virtually no foreign competition due to high tariffs. In an average year, Tyne has a $4.3 billion dairy industry worldwide, including creating 90% of Norway's butter. Prices soared to 30 times the normal price, from $3.50 for 8 ounces of butter to upwards of $50. That's $50 for roughly the equivalent of two sticks of butter. Finger pointing abounded, mostly by local dairy farmers who blamed Tyne for not giving them a heads up on growing demand and for exp exporting too much of their butter. Tyne lobbied the Norwegian government to lower tariffs to allow butter to be imported from neighbors. And they did so, dropping tariffs by over 80%. Now people are desperate for butter. Local businesses in neighboring countries get creative. Local newspapers offered a pound of butter with new subscriptions. High school students were actually auctioning off butter to pay for graduation parties. The Swedes offered personal delivery services where they would drive a pack of butter from Sweden to you for $77 a pop. Swedish border stores gave away free butter to encourage shopping in their country or drop prices sharply on butter. It worked, stores recording 20 times higher sales of butter. Then came the Russian butter smugglers. Now what's a good story without those, right? Well, during the crisis, Russians attempting to smuggle roughly 200 pounds of butter into Norway through Germany were apprehended. In the end, the reduced tariffs allowed butter to be brought into the country to fix the issue. And within a month or so, the crisis was over. But the result of the crisis was an estimated loss of $43 million in revenue for Norway. And then in two, the spring of 2012, the grass returned, the cows made milk, made butter, and Norwegians could happily slather their food in that golden glory as lavishly as they pleased once again. Class dismissed. This podcast written, produced, and narrated by Isaac Goff in Wild, Wonderful, Ward County, West Virginia.
Now we know. And knowing is half the battle.